Welcome to the Masterful Coach Podcast with Molly Claire. If you're a coach who's ready to impact more lives, make more money, and create a life you love, you're in exactly the right place. Get the support you deserve as a female entrepreneur, master your coaching skills, grow your ideal business, and to honor your priorities in your personal life. Are you in? Let's get started with your host, best-selling author and master life and business coach, Molly Claire. Hey coach, I hope you're enjoying all these powerful interviews this summer and maybe enjoying a little bit of downtime in your life too. I hope so. Today on the podcast, I'm introducing you to Allison Caffrey. She has written the book, The Sabbatical Method, which really focuses on helping entrepreneurs to be able to take the right kind of rest that they need, rest from the tasks of your business in order to have the kind of growth that you want. My hope is that as you listen to this, you will have a different, new, and positive perspective on taking the rest you need to be more strategic in your business. And you'll have that little reminder that your business is there to support an abundant life for you. So I know you're going to love this interview, and I am thrilled to be able to share her with you today. Those of you that have been considering having a little bit of help in your business, remember that Masterful Coach Foundations is open and enrolling. This is the place where I work with coaches in a small group setting to help you dial your messaging, check off so many of those basic things in your business, start making money now without overcomplicating, and really helping you to move through all of the big emotions that come up as you move forward. I love being there with you. And if you've been considering it, make sure to go to my website, mollyclaire.com and apply. I will be chatting with you personally to see if it's the right fit. And I hope to talk with several of you there soon. All right, coaches, here we go. Let's dive into this incredible interview. All right, coaches. So we're going to dive in today with Allison. Hi, Allison. How are you? Hey, Molly. I'm great. How are you? Good, good, good. I'm so excited to have you here. And for my listeners, when I first heard about Allison and what she does, which is she's going to talk more about this in a minute, but that I heard that she really has this passion for helping her clients, helping all of you, helping people to establish good rest and space from their business, from their work, and just the value in having that space, I just knew that she was a great fit. So as we talk on the podcast today, she's going to share some amazing insights with you. And my hope for all of you is that you will have even more permission to have space and rest in your life and that you will see how all of this fits in with a highly successful business. So let's do it. So Allison, your business is the operations agency. Tell my listeners a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much. So yeah, operations agency, I founded back in 2018 and I am an operations strategist. I basically help decrease the friction behind the scenes for how we get our most impactful ideas, our most impactful projects out into the world and really just help founders understand like what it means to actually run a business. Because a lot of us start our businesses because we have this super cool idea or we can get this really cool result for a target market. And then we end up with the hiring, the firing, the metrics, the financial data, all of the systems and processes. And we're just like, whoa. Right. Oh my gosh. What is this? I just, my my clients are like, 
I just really wanted to coach and help people. Now what what is all of this? Exactly. Yeah. So at Operations Agency, we partner with small businesses and founders to help, again, just de-frictionalize all of that stuff, right? Really help set up standard operating procedures, um, specific Mm -hmm. and repeatable ways of running projects that are really impactful, that are standardized and help them get some visibility over how is the business functioning as a whole and just kind of simplify that process because there are other things out there, right? EOS models and scaling up models and all the things. And my opinion is, is that operations need to be simple and they need to be maintainable so that we can weave them into how we want to run our business, um, you know, long, long term. Yes. So that's one of the one of the big things that we help with is just to kind of simplify and demystify the the operations, that looming cloud, right? That everybody knows that they need, but you know, very few are willing to address, um, you know, kind of and, and implement. Yes. I think I think a lot of you tell me if you know you agree or have other thoughts on this, but it's like I think that that can be so looming and seem like such a big thing partly because it's so unfamiliar. And then we tend to easily question, well, can I really figure this out? It seems like there are so many skills to learn and so many learning curves that we tend to just kind of shy away from dealing with it altogether. Yeah, I totally agree. I think a lot of folks think operations is everything. And it's Mm -hmm. the same way, right? If you were to renovate a home, right? You would be like, well, ideally, you would plan for the ideal and then you would work backwards from there. And so I think we tend to get really overwhelmed when we think, well, ideally, if I had all these automations set up, if I had these Mm -hmm. project plans, if I had all of these SOPs, if I had a clear onboarding process for my clients and for my teammates, like how would this look? And then we forget that even just a couple simple tweaks might be the unlock to getting us some more time back in our day Mm, or putting out mm -hmm. some of those fires, right? So we forget to start with the short-term plan, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like going to train for a marathon and then running the marathon on day one. You Mm -hmm. likely won't be able to finish. You're probably going to get hurt. And guess what? You're likely also not going to run tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Let's start with like the first mile. Let's just get that. And then we'll build the muscle over time to get better at running a business. Yeah. And as you're speaking, I want to just take a minute to my listeners, those of you listening, I know that many of you relate to being a very creative entrepreneur. You're good with ideas and movement. And sometimes you may have somewhat of an identity that you've grasped onto that you're not as good with things like systems or being methodical and that can seem overwhelming. So I just, if you're listening and you relate to that, I just want to give a shout out to you and affirm to you that you can get these little things in order in the business. And it really is just, I know we all want to just go run the marathon on first day, but <laughs> but that I promise you that if you have that passion, you have that idea that you can do the things to bring order to your business. That's my little uh, PSA for my creative entrepreneurs listening. <laughs> I love that, Molly. I think more folks who consider themselves creatives and not very analytical, not very systems driven need to hear that because systems can look different for everybody, right? I always say, especially when I have my kids, like be married to having a schedule, not the schedule right? So like you can create something that works for you. And there is a lot of wiggle room, especially for the creatives around really making something that's going to last. I think that's probably half the reason why folks have a bad taste in their mouth around creating schedules and systems and processes because they've been using somebody else's version of what works for them. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I I don't want to get too much on this tangent, but this just came to my (laughs) mind when you said that I have to say this because We just finished in my community in the Masterful Coach Collective, we did our 90-day planning session. 
Excellent. And, you know, we come to the call and we plan everything. And I think there can be so much noise and fear around setting the plan. And one thing we Mm -hmm. always do is, first of all, you have to make it work for you. But we always talk about this idea that there's always going to be adaptations. There's always going to be adjustments. And so there is a flavor of systems and operations that will work for you, for each person listening, for sure. Yeah. I love that you've brought this up because as we're creating strategic plans, as we're growing as a business, that's one of the big reasons why I focus on rest is because we're supposed to be breaking things, right? We can have the best, Mm -hmm. shiniest, beautiful processes and the best ways of running projects. But if we're growing, it means we're finding new ways to serve and new efficiencies that need to be repaired. And so I personally feel like rest is one of the best ways to get above the business And check that out from the 30,000 foot view, right? Like Mm -hmm. what about my strategic plan is changing and how do I implement better processes, better systems, better ways of serving to get better results for the people I'm helping? Yes. Okay. So this is perfect because I do want you to talk about rest and the sabbatical method. I definitely rest and giving myself permission to rest has been a challenge for me. Something I have worked a lot on, something I've helped my clients with. And especially, I well, I see this in women. It, you know, women, we tend to think that we kind of need to do more, to give more, to kind of take care of everyone. And I also see this very much so in, in those clients of mine that are moms, because it's almost mm-hmm. like, and I'm curious to know how many of you listening can relate to this. We have to have so much justification for space or rest. We have to justify it by being exhausted or by being sick or having a headache or or having crossed off 8 million things on our to-do list. And as you speak, I'm guessing it's going to open, you know, up a lot of this, but I hope that we can have a shift in this. Like, what if rest is nourishing and essential and we don't have to exhaust ourselves in order to justify it, right? Like, how about it's not just what, like a rescue strategy, right? But what if it's like a strategy in place for growth and progress? So anyway, tell us about, about your take on this and the sabbatical method. Yeah, I've got so many thoughts. But the first thing that I'll share is that there was an Everest summiter named Ian Taylor. And he talked about some of the big obstacles that it really took to climb Everest. And the number one reason why climbers actually don't summit is because of altitude acclimation, which literally means that they did not give their bodies enough time to rest for the next phase of the, of the ascent. And mm-hmm. so I think that if we start to consider that any high performing plan, right, whether it's summiting Everest, running a marathon, doing anything, right, there are strategic rest points really blocked in to make sure that we have time to rebuild. And let's just say it, rebuild stronger, right? As we break our muscles, especially in you know the, the physical sense, when they repair via rest days, they do, they build back stronger for the next set the next phase of the ascent, right? So in our business, how that can look is we need to make sure that we're able to rebuild what we've just broken, right? So after you've gone through a 90 day period, whether it's at a quarterly basis, whether it's at a monthly basis, whether it's at a weekly basis, you have these sprints right inside of your business that just naturally occur so that you can meet those demands. My opinion is that building in those rest points, it's not just let's kick our feet back and, you know, consider how we can just go sit on the beach really long time. 
it's really considering like, is this in line with how I thought this was going to be going, right? So getting out of the weeds of fulfillment, getting out of the weeds of serving clients, right? Even though I know we all really love to be there and we're almost like drawn to it like moths in a flame, right? Especially if we Mm -hmm. love what we do, which a lot of Mm -hmm. us do, really blocking in and being disciplined enough to get up and get out of our business for even a short period of time, even like a two hour chunk or Mm-hmm. a day, you know, inside of the month to really just take a look at, okay, how is this going? Right. Just getting more strategic and saying like, okay, how can we repair some of the things that we've broken mm-hmm. in order to prepare us for the next steps or the next mm-hmm. phase? And as you're talking, I'm kind of thinking about this idea of working in your business versus taking a step back to work on your business. Because what I hear you saying is yes, rest, meaning a break, you know, nourishing self and all of that. And also really giving yourself space and permission to not be working in and doing all the things and tasking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because I think it's a challenge, right? We, as we're like educated and as we grow up in, in the professional world and we become, you know, CEOs or director levels or entrepreneurs, whatever it is that we're doing, right? We get into this position where we're taught consistently that in order to be successful, we need to make ourselves irreplaceable right? So we need Mm. to be needed. And Mm -hmm. so what I'm hoping to do is help uh, unlearn that a little bit, because one of the biggest things I learned, especially by becoming a parent is like, if you raise a successful thriving adult, right? They don't need you. In fact, they thrive without you and they want to be with you. They want to be near you. They want to have a relationship with you, right? Right. Why don't we treat our businesses that way? Why don't we treat our businesses as if they can be functioning, thriving, completely independent of us because we have clear systems. We have a clear vision. We've fed it with people who care about it, right? They have have a community that supports it. And we kind of work ourselves out of the core function so that we can focus on growth initiatives, other projects, our families, dare I say, right? (laughs) And so it's it's an interesting concept to just kind of break down because I think over the years of educating professionals, that's what we're taught, right? Irreplaceability. Um, it's, It's a shame. Yeah. Why not be replaceable? Like, why not, right? Why not have the opportunity of when you, well, just you and I were just talking that I, you know, recently had a lot of things in my personal life and I got so sick with pneumonia and I had to cancel some of my calls because the things I was doing there, I was needed for, you know, and not that that's not okay, right? To change that, but Let's just like make a little bit of space that maybe it's kind of fun if you can set things up so that you can have someone step in and that you're not irreplaceable. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Because I was reading something the other day. It was like, you know, you're going to need a rest. And if you don't prioritize taking it, it'll come at a really inconvenient moment. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the other thing, right? If we don't build this muscle, right? If we, if you think of rest, like a muscle, right? If we don't build this and then all of a sudden we're forced to use it, we're going to crumble. We're going to fall down and things are going to feel really messy. And it's going to feel like a huge disruption to us. Instead, if we exercise this muscle and we create an opportunity where there's transparency internally, operationally, and everybody understands, you know, what everybody's role is and how to find information and how to serve clients. Right. Then when you Mm -hmm. need to throw your hand up and be like, Hey, listen, I actually need a quick break here someone else can really easily sub in. And not only do you not feel like you're leaving a team member in the lurch or your company in a bad position, 
but also the team member doesn't feel imposed on because they have all the information and the things that they need. Perhaps you've done it for them in the past. And it feels very supportive. And it feels like a business or a community that's supporting a whole person, right? Because Mm. we're only fractionally involved in our business. As Mm. much as we do eat, sleep, and breathe our stuff, we're still parents. We're still friends. We're still sisters Mm -hmm. and brothers. We're still spouses, right? We're still all these things. Mm -hmm. So what would you say a lot of my listeners have a one-to-one coaching model where they really don't have kind of this big expanded business with a larger team? What would you say to those people who are maybe listening and saying, well, I kind of am irreplaceable because I'm the coach. How would this apply to those clients, those listeners? Wonderful question. So I have like kind of three sabbatical personalities is like how I describe them in the book. And it's basically if you struggle taking a day off or, you know, shutting your computer at 6 p.m. to go be with your family, if you feel like the business is really creeping into your personal life, you can channel one of these three sabbatical personalities. Um, So the first is the assister. And what the assister does, just like in basketball, is they tee up someone else to make the score. So if you have an assistant or you have somebody, especially on these administrative tasks, my opinion is be recording your screen. Um, Loom, and the internet and all of the things that connect us are incredible, incredible tools. And so building Mm -hmm. an internal knowledge base around just like what you're doing to maybe set up clients on calls or post in the members area or connect your clients with resources, right? Start to consider some of that small percentage of administrative work that exists behind the scenes. If you work with an assistant or if you don't have one yet, I do highly recommend getting somebody at least in that capacity to support you. Um, The second level is the trainer. So this is really where especially coaches can really solidify like what is my core process for how I get results and start to train that perhaps in a group setting, right? That I think is super, super powerful. And especially to the connection that builds around a group program could be really great. Internally, that looks like training your team, really showing them the high level processes so that they themselves can start to get results without you assisting them, right? So they understand the core concepts. You don't need to tee it up for them. You just need to show them the path and then they can kind of walk down it on their own. Um, And the third sabbatical personality is the board member. This is the traditional sabbatical of sorts, right? You're in a position where you're really only leading some of those big quarterly initiatives, steering the ship. You're not super involved in the day-to-day. And you have kind of three core functions of your operations supporting you, your processes, your projects, and your data. Okay. So yeah, so kind of covers a range of of different personalities or kind of ways this can apply to you. Yeah. And I think in terms of like your listeners, it sounds like, especially for the folks, you know, who are in the position where it's one-to-one or they have a small team, the assister is a wonderful place to begin. Start to compile that internal knowledge base because I don't know about Mm -hmm. anybody listening or even about you, Molly, but like when I made my first hire, I remember I was like, kind of floundering. I was like, oh, all of a sudden now I have to like show this person what to do and like transfer all of my industry expertise and knowledge and help them understand all these things. But if we can get ahead of that, hiring somebody doesn't actually need to feel so overwhelming. So if you Mm. can be contributing even a handful of screencasts, you know, one or two a week, really Mm -hmm. create an opportunity to say, here's how I onboard a brand new client. Here's how Mm -hmm. I set them up in my members area. Here's how I get them into the Facebook group, right? Mm -hmm. Just some of Mm -hmm. those administrative things. You can start to get that Mm -hmm. stuff off of your plate down the line when finances become a no-brainer to bring Mm -hmm. someone on the team. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I want to throw something out there all of also to those of you listening who do have a much smaller operation, you do one-to-one, maybe you have someone assist a little bit. 
as Allison was talking, I was thinking about some of the things that I have built into my foundations program that really guide my clients based on all of my experience with them. Meaning, for example, we're yesterday, we're in my call, I'm with my coaches, we're talking about the core messaging statement. It's this principle, there's there are these things that go into it. And when they want help, I have the worksheet that literally will guide them so perfectly to narrowing it to exactly what they want it to be. And yes, then they want to come to me and we do coaching, but the amount of time that is saved on my part by compiling the right questions based on what I've done over and over again, it makes it incredibly efficient. And so those of you listening, my guess is that when you work with your clients one-to-one, you're having many of the same conversations over and over again. How can you take those things and those processes you do and how can you put them in worksheet form? How can you put them in a training form? So that, and, and the value in this, in my opinion, is twofold. One is that not only does it allow you to have those things there to help them and put less on you, and at the same time, it actually gives them so much more as a client, right? Mm-hmm. Because when I can give my client something that's that valuable in the off time when we're not on the call, it's so much of a value add and moves you out of that place of thinking, okay, I'm charging for my hours, right? Like hours for dollars. But instead, I'm giving my clients this complete experience. It's so comprehensive. This is the cost of my coaching and it's not an a, a by the hour thing. So I just want to, I know that's a little bit off to the side, but I think that's one way that all of you can think about also kind of this idea of, of replaceable versus irreplaceable when it, it comes to having a smaller business. Yeah, so. I think that's really prolific because I think oftentimes what we do, especially when we do one-to-one, whether it's a coaching experience or a service, right? And we're just kind of, we're doing it. It feels custom to us, right? Like it, that's mm-hmm. kind of how we approach it. Yes, and because yes. we're not able to get above the business and see some of those trends, every single thing, even though we've been repeating the same questions, delivering the same coaching, walking through the same set of steps, we feel like we're reinventing the wheel every single time. Mm-hmm. And we actually do our clients a huge service by standardizing that stuff because we as coaches and consultants and service providers, we are inconsistent, right? Some days we're sick. Some days we have higher energy Mm -hmm. than others. Mm -hmm. And that is true. So by bulletproofing our process or the way that we deliver things, it also helps us show up 100% for Mm. our clients all the time, right? Yeah, that's such a great point. Subject for us to like, oh, I'm kind of sick today, or I don't feel as high energy, right? You feel like, especially if it's always accessible to them, that you're always giving them your best stuff. Yeah, 100%. I love it. And and that you're in a way you're always available to them, right? Because they can always access this like customized experience that I have exactly what they need, you know, on a Sunday at 3 p.m. when I'm not going to be available to them on a Sunday. I love them, but I'm not going to be available on Sunday in the afternoon. So, okay. So a question and the sabbatical method, I know at the end, you're going to tell everyone where they can find you, where they can get the book and all of that. So the sabbatical method is is your book. I assume it's available on Amazon. Or, yeah, 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 sure is. Yeah, so we'll we'll talk more about that. You can all get your hands on it. But one question that I have for you is, where do you personally see 
your entrepreneur clients challenged with taking this kind of rest, with building it in? Yeah, I think a lot of folks are really reactive to their day. Mm-hmm. Meaning we get up, we open up our emails or we make our task list and then we just start crossing stuff off, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that there's kind of like, you know, two opposite ends of the spectrum here, right? There's everyone, a lot of folks, right? I, maybe I won't say everybody because I have met some entrepreneurs who don't strategically plan, but we've got this strategic plan. And then we've also got this, this boots on the ground, this implementation, right? That's the day in and day out, what you're doing, what meetings mm-hmm. you're taking, what activities you're channeling. And then there's this gap in the middle, in my opinion, mm-hmm. right? Where really we need to create an element of that strategic planning and weave it into the way that we check in with where our implementation is being guided. And I think that the sabbatical method, really what I try to channel is a 90-day focus for 90 minutes right? So Mm -hmm. we'll say, Hey, listen, let's take a break for 90 minutes here. Let's focus on the one thing that I want to focus on during my sabbatical period. And honestly, I tested it in writing this book. Like I Mm -hmm. said, I've been teaching this for a long time. I really want to write a book about it. And I really want to leverage the sabbatical method. So what I did was I focused 90 minutes every single day for 90 days to write, edit and produce and market this book. And Mm -hmm. so I think like, it's really incredibly impactful to notice the focus. And the really great thing that this did for me is it really helped me kind of put the business in perspective. If I say, no, this is the number one thing, right? This is, this is the priority. Priority is singular for a reason, mm-hmm. right? We've got one priority. It simplifies a lot of things, but it also creates a filter for the other opportunities that arise inside of the business, right? Yeah. So if yeah. something comes up and we're like, hey, listen, this actually doesn't feed the priority, right? Yes. It doesn't help the priority. Then we know it's a not right now type of opportunity, right? We know yeah. that it's going going to be there eventually. It might not look the same, right? When we're ready for it in another 90 days or, you know, in a year from now, but I think it really helps guide, you know, what we want to say yes and what we want to say no to, because I think a lot of times decision-making is at the core of a lot of stress for, you know, for entrepreneurs, right? They get up, they're really reactive to, you know, their things They have to decide whether they put out a client fire or whether they work on their projects or whether they go for a run or whether they eat healthy today or Mm even eat at all. And so it's really, really a challenge when we start to be really reactive to the decisions. Well, what if we just made the decisions ahead of time? We say, this is Mm -hmm. the focus. Here's how I'm going to achieve this. And then just be really disciplined. I mean, it's challenging, but I think I like to think of this as like hard 75 for systems, right? Like Mm -hmm. if we can show up disciplined every day and really in Mm -hmm. service of like the one thing that we really want, Mm -hmm. I have no doubt that anybody listening to this or anybody that I've come in contact with, I mean, we all have the skills and the ability to really change lives and and be able to, you know, achieve whatever we want to achieve. We just need systems. We need, we need someone to really set the, the tone and and help us get there. Yeah. Yeah. And as you were talking, I was thinking about something that I work with a lot of my clients on is all of us have, we all have fears, right? We all have fears that come up. We can have big emotions. We can have nervous system reactions in, you know, within all of this. And so I think one thing that, that I see in my clients, at least with being willing to take that space and not be in the busyness of the to-dos is really driven by a lot of fears, right? Fear that it won't work, fear that I need to do more. And sometimes even mixing in these threads of having to prove ourselves and our worth, like all of that can get so muddled in. But as you were talking, I was thinking about how much power there is. Well, of course, we want to get support in that emotional space piece for sure. 
and also the power in having the the system and the the commitment to it right kind of like you're saying like this is the priority this is the filter it almost assists us in in being able to i want to be careful about how i'm wording this because i'm going to say it and then i'll and then i'll back up and and hopefully it'll land with everyone and if not my listeners can say what in the world were you trying to say but almost like having the container or the plan and that commitment can give a little bit of space from the emotional piece of it and the fears. And the reason all of you coaches listening that I wanted to be careful about that is I think sometimes there can be a tendency to believe that the emotions are a problem that need to be solved. And I don't think that's a useful way of thinking. I think the emotions, I think the fears are things that need to be attended to. And yet having this container can help you to move forward in your business while also knowing that you need the space to to address what's going on for you. So anyway, I don't know if this is all speaking like a foreign language in this conversation, but I know a lot of my listeners will will understand, you know, what I mean by that, because it's a, a kind of a common issue that comes up with my clients. So. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, listen, we're so closely intertwined with our businesses, right? It's almost impossible to not have our personal emotions creep in. And um, actually, there's a gentleman in my neighborhood who walks his dog every single day. I admire him very much because he does it in the rain, in the shine, in the snow, in the sleet, every Mm. single thing. Mm -hmm. Conditions just don't seem to matter to this person. And so I think about him a lot when I start to consider habits and really ingraining your habits so much so that the conditions... Mm -hmm don't actually really matter. So if you're having a bad day, if you're having a good day, if you're feeling fearful, if you're not feeling super confident, if you feel like you have imposter syndrome, if you feel like you don't belong, whatever it is, right? Having that habit be so ingrained in how you operate it'll be that stand-in for your confidence, right? Yes. I have this t-shirt. Actually, someone DM'd me the other day. I took a selfie with it and they were like, where can I get my hands on this shirt? I was like, actually, it's mine from like 2018. But it's uh, it says systems build trust on it. Mm. And I love that phrase because I think that in the times where we feel like running a business is super hard or we don't feel like we're showing up the best possible ways, if we yeah. can create those systems that back us, we can still show up with what small percentage of confidence or ability that we do have for that day. And then just trust that what we've built the systems that we've invested in, the compound interest of working on this has us, right? It's like a high Mm -hmm. growth savings account, right? It really does have us in those troubling times so that we can focus on rebuilding ourselves, rebuilding different pieces of our business, taking time off with our family, you know, taking a maternity leave for my mompreneurs out there, right? Like they really is impactful to be able to have this um, as as kind of the, um, as the safety. Yeah, I love that. Systems build trust. I think this can be said for our personal life, for our business, because when we can have those things that are just a no-brainer, they become automatic. We don't have to think about them. And especially if we have put them in place, when we are in that space of backing up to take a look at what the business needs, right? From a very strategic viewpoint, it's true. We can we can almost relax a little bit and know yeah. like that CEO brain of mine already took care of this and I can trust yeah. this and I don't have to work so hard. Yeah, you can absorb all the benefits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, well, I want to wrap up our interview. I will in just a minute, we can um, have you tell everyone where they could find you. But I would love to know what, are there any 
parting words of advice, any last things that you want to share with our listeners who are interested in building in some more rest, some more strategy to be more effective in their business? Yeah, of course. And I really appreciated the time, by the way, just getting to connect with you. And I, I love um, oh, you know, just talking about this and, and and really serving folks with it. So something I will say is that, you know, we talked a lot about like being, you know, irreplaceable versus replaceable in your business. And I just want to, you know, just help folks consider that if we're building a business that can't function without us, then we might need to reconcile with the fact that we could be building a personal life that can. And we don't want to be in the position where we wake up one day and we feel like our personal relationships have deteriorated or our health has deteriorated Mm. or our mental health has deteriorated. And we haven't been focusing our time and our energy and our resources on creating things that are going to actually stand with us, hopefully for longer than our business maybe ever can or ever could hope to. And so I think um, a lot of us want to serve and we have that in our hearts and we want to help people and we want to get them unstuck and we want to provide them with resources, which is one of the reasons why I love what I do is because I think we have a heart to serve, but we also need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves um, because Mm -hmm. we're never going to be in a position where we can show up and serve wholly, fully to the best of our ability if we don't take some time to rest and take some time to rebuild for ourselves. I love it. Perfect. All right, Allison, this has been so great. Tell all my listeners where they can get your book and where they can find you. Yeah, of course. The book is on Amazon. If you search the sabbatical method, we are there. And then operations agency is my website. I have lots of fun goodies. Um, if you snag a copy of the book, it also comes with a toolkit, which are all the trainings and videos and really awesome, you know, worksheets and activities that you can do to kind of pair alongside of the book. So that's super, super valuable. I highly um, recommend taking advantage of that. Amazing. I love it. Well, thank you again so much for this interview. And I hope all of you listening. I hope this is a good reminder to you, a reminder to you to take the space to think strategically about your business, make sure that you're taking good care of yourself, your personal life, and that, you know, you really are building a business that enhances the quality of your own life rather than taking away from it. Thanks for listening to the Masterful Coach Podcast. Are you ready to build your amazing business with Molly as your coach? Check out www.mollyclair.com to find out about Masterful Coach Foundations and the 10K Accelerator Method. It's the ultimate support for you as a coach building your ideal life and business.